a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, a couple guys in the studio to uh, really talk about iconic brand in the industry and uh, and much more, and we'll get right into it. Uh, happy to have uh, uh, Reese Williams all the way from the UK. He's the uh, commercial director for Renthal. What's up, Reese? How are you, man? How's it going? Good to be here. Thanks for coming in. Listen to you all the time. Yeah, you're a listener. Radio, so, so this yeah, is yeah. yeah. So you're. I was didn't know if I'd explain it, but yeah, you're in. We're in the studio. Yeah, yeah happy to be here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the line's dead. Yeah, not far. Totally. Right. Um, so thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming over. You're you're coming to watch the Monster Energy Cup. Yeah, so. in for the race this Saturday. Yep. yep. First time for this race, so yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, good. Uh, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. You've been with Renthal for how long? 16 years now. 16 years. Jeez. A while. Also in studio, a good friend of mine uh, recently made the jump to Renthal. Uh, you know him from the Pro Taper guys for many years, former factory mechanic. He's got a national championship, which is complete bullshit that I don't have one. Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? What's up, Steve? How are you? I'm awesome. Never been better. Um, you don't have a summer cross, but you do have a national Don't got one of those. Right, right, Don't got right. one of those. Got more outdoor wins than you, though. Uh, got more supercross wins. Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got a Loretta Lynn's title, too. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough over here. Uh, absolutely. So uh, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, this will come out after the Pulp Show, but you're also going to come in for the Pulp Show uh, in yes, a couple sir. days, so that'll be fun. Can't wait to argue with JT on that. Yep, so, it should be a great time. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out from the new Formula Helmet to the Evo gear to the FR5 boots. Fly Racing's got you covered head to toe. Uh, great guys, great company. And thanks to those guys for making this podcast happen. Of course, Max's Tires as well. MXST's out now, developed by Jeremy McGrath, uh, Renthal Rider, and uh, used by AJ Cantanzaro and Supercross. And thanks to Alpine Stars as well. Uh, Tech 7, uh, I went riding today in my Tech 7s and absolutely love them. Do you wear Tech 7s? Uh, I'm a Tech 10 guy. Do you got to try 7s. Okay. Do you like the booties? I do like the booties. 7s yeah. <laughs> don't have the booties. Yeah. I'm I haven't, a tech ro- haven't rode in a You're while. a Tech 7 guy? I'm a Tech yeah, 7 guy. I knew Reese and we go. I were bonded. They're <laughs> yep. great, right? Aren't they, they amazing? Are. Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I put on Tech 10s when I started getting back into riding. I'm like, no, too heavy, too stiff. I don't like that booty. I don't know why I used to like it. But now the Tech 7s are like just oh, the, great. The very first one they came out with wasn't the best hinge, but they had the new newer versions. Yep. They hinge so well. You yep. put them on straightaway. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So thanks to Alpine Stars for making this podcast happen as well, and uh, and everything everybody else for listening. Appreciate it. So, all right, um, I guess let's start with you, Paul, right away. Uh, big jump for you, big switch. Uh, Pro Taper, of course, you did great things with that brand, and uh, and they're still going strong, but you decided to jump over to, I guess, your enemy in a sense, right? <laughs> Renthal, when I think of... Handlebars and sprockets. I think Renthal and Pro Taper, and I think most everybody does. So, uh, why the jump? 
yeah, I mean, for sure it's those two. And um, I, I, I really liked what I did at ProTaper for a long time. Um, I've always been friendly with the Renthal guys, though. I, uh, Reese is a really good dude. Um, Tom as well, Tom Wade over in England. And, and those, are, those are the two guys that I've always communicated with. And, and honestly, they're the brand that I've strived to make kind of get ProTaper on the level of. They've always set the bar as far as product quality and, um, <clears throat> you know, racing and, and, and it's just an iconic brand. And I've always been a Renthal guy my whole life. I, I was amateur supported Renthal guy, um, obviously Renthal guy at Pro Circuit when I was a mechanic. Um, <clears throat> so it was it was a tough transition for me, uh, transitioning to ProTaper. But um, I really liked what I did there, but there was just an opportunity here and just talking with those guys that I was really interested in. And uh, Pro Taper is part of a bigger organization, so the Tucker Mag right. organization, and and that's that sometimes can be difficult to live within that big yeah. corporate environment. Yeah. So um, there's just a lot of things changing on that side, and I saw I saw things changing that I felt were going to inhibit me for but uh, to continue to do my job over what there do, as yeah. I have been yeah. doing it, right? right? So, like, I've had a way to do things, and it's just been changing, and I think that's all just a product of being stuck in that really right. big organization. So it, It's a great thing that, uh, unlike a lot of people in the industry, you didn't just go around and tell everybody how Renthal sucked forever, and, and they were garbage <laughs> products, because that's what we do in the industry. Uh, uh, so many people do, where you're just like, hey, man, we're all in this together. A rising tide raises all boats, but so many people don't get that, and it just blows me away. I sit behind this microphone. I say it all the time. Like, man, that's a cool company. Like, whatever. They're a cool company, and they're a cool company. Like, and I work with FMF and Pro Circuit. I got Vortex on board. Whoa, I had you on board. Um, so you know, just yeah, one of those things, man. Like, it, and it yeah. goes, it goes to show. Yeah, and honestly, I felt I, I, it's not in my nature to 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 bash anybody anyway. I, I think, um, yeah, like you said, rising tide lifts all ships, and, and um, uh, to me, I, I felt like. People would see right through me if I tried to do anything like derogatory towards Renthal to, to promote the the brand I was working on. Just I think people would see right through it because Renthal is such an iconic well, yeah, brand and been around forever. Truthfully, when you think about Renthal, you're yeah. like you're like, what can I really say about them? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, they they've had race teams that have they've supported the same race teams forever. I think there's a lot of things you can look to at Renthal that that are they're an ex, uh, exception exceptional example in yep. the industry of 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 a company with integrity um that really cares about what they do and and a really big thing for me is is what you guys were just talking what you and reese were just you're talking about the alpine star boot reese is an yeah. enthusiast tom wade's an enthusiast all these guys ride i mean for the longest time i could only talk to my boss at pro taper about budgeting and costs yeah. where i can i bench race with these guys right. about designations and we make bets on who's going to win each weekend so it's so cool to be at an enthusiast brand yeah. team, team that is gb third overall yeah. yeah and trust me these guys were blowing up my phone as soon as i ha we were texting on the last lap and i was like oh paul is oh, gonna paul. screw it for you guys but um but that's yeah. honestly one of the coolest things and i felt i also felt that pro taper i was getting i was getting away from that right like i was yeah. a mechanic like you where I mean, I don't want to go to every single race anymore, but still, all my closest friends are the people at the races. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was getting a little far away from that. So when the opportunity to rent all came, it's yeah. a, it was a really good opportunity for me, and, and I'm back with a company that loves, my, loves racing. My favorite part of this whole thing with you switching, my favorite part of the whole thing is that, so our buddy, a mutual friend, Randy <laughs> Belade, Canadian champion, yep. uh, went from Answer, uh, Tucker Rocky property, to... Rent to Pro Taper. He's yeah. now he's now working at Pro Taper. He's doing your job. Yeah. And now you and Randy Valade 
are mortal enemies. We're, I well, love it. This is going to be great. <laughs> we're best friends. This is going to be great. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to jab either one of you every time yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's going to, you're going to get a lot of material right. out of that. I'm sure. <laughs> right, so. Right, so. But uh, uh, I still text with Randy. I mean, right. I like I said, this is uh, a job and, and, and right. um, I'm passionate about it very much. I'm passionate about everything I do, but yeah. uh, there's no reason to sever relationships no. because no, of it. No, yeah, absolutely not. Now, Reese, uh, what's funny about this whole thing is, Paul talking about uh, Tucker, uh, you know, owning Pro Taper and everything else. While uh, Henry Rosenthal and uh, Andrew uh, uh, Renshaw, Renshaw, the yeah. original cr- founders of, of Renthal, sold to the Mag Group in two thousand and six. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. And the Mag Group was bought by Tucker. At one point, Renthal was owned by Tucker Rocky, along with Pro Taper. And yeah, now, of we course, were sister companies in the yeah, same group. Absolutely so, right. Yeah. Which is funny how that all comes around. And then, so now Henry and some other people put together and purchased it back from Tucker Rocky. Right. Yes. Yeah, so yep. we're independently owned again. We're yep. not part of the the Mag Group. Um, that happened in 2018, July 2018. Yep. So we've just gone past 12 months of that. Yep. And things are going well. Yep. Did, yeah. did much change? For, now you've been there for 16 years. You said right? 18. 16, 16 years. 16 years. Did much change? Okay, you're based in the UK. Factory is still there. Everything else. Did much change for you? Uh, pre-sale and post-sale. In the company, like, is it more freedom now? Is it did did Henry and everybody else get it back, kind of to be more creative, or how you know what what changed? There's definitely um, there's more freedom. Yeah. Um, There's no one further up the chain to answer to or have to report into, send reports, do figures on a monthly basis, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I guess if there's stupid decisions, we can only blame ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you know we have to to live with that. Yeah, but that freedom's good and it's exciting, yep. and it's um, we're motivated yep. again, and yep. we want to want to get things happening. So I, I mean, I'll be honest when when I heard that you know Renthal was bought, Mag was bought by Renthal, and Renthal, you wonder which brand Pro Taper Renthal, like okay, so example Factory Honda, Factory Kawasaki, Forever Renthal uh, for 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 a hundred years now, you know does does Tucker somebody at Tucker say hey you know what. We're going to put Pro Taper on Honda now or whatever. Like, I always wondered, like, how are you going to – because competition's good and competition's a great thing. And But with two of the major players, I mean, how many how much percent of the market did Pro Taper and Renthal have together? Probably 90, <laughs> over 90, I'd say. <laughs> okay, so when two people are at 90%, like, and they're at the same company, you wonder, like, how, where's, the, where's the innovation and who's going to be favored? Is Pro Taper going to be favored because it was – you know, an original. Well, you know. these these were points of discussion. Yeah, you yeah. know, these were things we went we went through, yep. went through with management, discussed how we're going to do this. How yeah. do we live in the same group? Right. How do we go after that same space? Um, as we touched on earlier, you know, we've never really um, we have a respect for Pro Taper. We yep. still do. They still do good things. Mm-hmm. We've respect for the brand. It was just an awkward situation yep. being in the same group and having to make those kind of discussions yep. and decisions and try and find that space to work along each other. Right. You know, and that was those four years of that, and it was it was tricky. I'm sure yeah, Paul could contest from the other side. Yeah, it was tricky yeah. to know how how to deal with that. Right, and and then, um, you know, you're bidding on Geico Honda, and you write them a check, but then you, they can rent. Yeah. Renthal can know how much you paid, and vice versa, and all I of mean, that. Right, like it, it was crazy. <laughs> We're sitting in meetings together. I'm in a meeting with Reese and Tom, and and I'm the pro taper person. Oh, did you actually have meetings together? Oh before? yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I okay, mean, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. looking at each other's sales and stuff, <laughs> right, and, right. and I mean, it was it was it, yeah. it was very much pretty close but i think it's a testament to the people that were in charge on both sides of each brand that we we tried to maintain our identity yeah. and not step on each other's i always looked at it as a drag race personally yeah, I, yeah. I i wanted to try to 
Um, obviously, if you're trying to grow your brand and grow your business, you're going to take market share from wherever you can. But I wasn't going to ever do it by cutting into somebody's lane, you yeah, know, like yeah. especially a sister company yeah, like Renthal. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Um, it was a tricky time for sure, I'd say. Um, so you're back you know, independently, and it doesn't seem like you guys have really missed a beat. I mean, really? No, no. It's been a, been a great start. We've yep. had um, one of our best years. Yeah, uh, sales wise, which oh, is good. great to have yep. off the off the back of doing that, that right. you know that that transaction coming out of that group. So, yeah, it's a, exciting. We've got Paul joining us, and yep. that's going to be exciting. You, well, he's going to just drag you down, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, that'll be good. Um, so, um, as far as you go back in the company, what's what's amazing to me? So, and I didn't realize this. Uh, I was going a little bit through the Renthal history. I remember Renthal in like 1985. That's when I remember Renthal. It was on the Honda bikes, and I'm like, huh, what's Renthal? You know what I mean? Like, and and it was silver, so you knew it was a little different than like a, like I didn't know what kind of material I was younger back then. I'm like, you know, I didn't know aluminum, right? Who who would do that? But actually, Renthal goes further, way further back. I didn't even realize that into into trials, into into flat tracking, and all that. Well, actually, we're we're celebrating our 50th year in business yeah. this year. Yeah. So Renthal's been going for 50 years, 1969, and it started by making handlebars for for, for trials bikes. Yep. Um, actually, before that, before 1969, they made their first handlebars. So when they were teenagers, um, Henry is Rosenthal... It, is it a trials bike bar, same as a motor bar? I don't even know. Back... Uh, or what was the need? You know what I mean? Uh, well, the need was they were crashing their bikes okay. and bending their bending. handlebars. Yeah, right. Uh, they hadn't got their uh, their skills to the right level <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. To, to match the, their weak handlebars. So... Um, they were scrabbling around trying to figure how to keep you know, straightening and you know they knew that wasn't a good idea to be straightening yeah. their bars but they were young kids didn't have money for replacing them yep and um henry's um, um auntie and uncle they'd actually had um, an aluminium stock holding company or a material stock okay. holding company and they had some aluminium tube left over from world war Two. or just aluminum <laughs> yeah. it's so funny yeah, to hear yeah, yeah. yeah you guys say that yeah yeah so with a aluminum tube yeah. that's fine <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm bugging you from yeah. the the world war ii aircraft okay industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was lying around not doing anything it happened to be the same diameter 22.2 millimeters as the oh no way were. oh so he said you know, this this, like, huh. this material here would be fantastic <laughs> right. and they they looked and said aluminium you know yeah. really you yeah. know um, anyway, this is going to be a fantastic material for you. And they, um, and then, well, how are we going to bend it? And they had, um, you know, this this auntie and uncle. They had a company, a company they supplied to, okay, which they direct them over to 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 go and bend these handlebars. And they were, the material was that strong. It broke a couple of their benders. Oh, no, they were really? used to yeah, doing yeah. like um, aerials and yeah. things and pipes yeah. and all sorts of things, right. but not this high strength aluminium okay. tube. What's is it? Is this seventy seventy five back then too, or whatever whatever the grade is? I no, mean, no, it's, no. It's um, it was an H grade. Okay. Um, H twenty perhaps or something like that. I was going to say how how ironic would it be that the World War II aircrafts use the exact same <laughs> grade that motocross <laughs> motocross handlebars are, right? Like yeah, okay. So, but it it was yeah. like the yeah some of the most advanced materials come out of that yeah. kind of industry. And yeah. uh, anyway, they met, eventually yep. made a set of handlebars and they were using them on their their bike trials and around the, the yep. field as teenagers. And that was kind of it for a yeah. few years. And then a few years down the line, they'd kind of, uh, you know, they'd, they'd done their... Did Henry finished. Rosenthal and Andrew already, they, they, this was them together? Or was this, this just was one of them? This was them together. They oh, so they were just buddies from... They were buddies riding okay. bikes. Um, yep. Andrew always had a bit more, who became, Andrew's the engineer in the company. Yep. And he always had a bit more aptitude for uh, for mechanics on the bikes. Sure. Henry was more interested in the riding, right. really. Right, Um Anyway, a few years later, they were just sort of, you know, kicking the tires and, you know, what are we going to do kind of thing and just talking about things. And whatever happened to those handlebars, I think they could have been yeah. 
they, we could probably sell a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> so they got back on the phone to the auntie and uncle. And, yeah, we've still got that material. <laughs> Don't worry, no one's buying this, <laughs> this material. Yeah, They're right. just lying around. And so they, they, you know, they took some more of it and yeah. they... You know, back then they were cutting it to length and they were they were bending it, trying to get yeah. it bent by an outside supplier, and yeah. then they were polishing it. You know, with you know yeah. um, a polishing. You know, in the UK it's called Brasso, okay. old traditional metal polishing, okay. and, and that's how they originally started. Yep. And uh, Henry got on his uh, student um, rail card on the train system yeah. and rent Randstein to find a few motorcycle dealerships yeah, yeah. who might this take This is like si late 60s? Early 70s? This is like 69. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 68, 69. Right. Uh, and trying to find someone to uh, to stock, stock right. or buy some of these hand And of course, bars back then are these steel... Exactly, just steel, heavy ass bars, and everyone right. thinks, "Well, this is a lighter handlebar here." Like, yep. No, it's not going to be strong enough. Yep. So there's a big, uh, a big challenge pushback, to convince. Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of pushback, a lot yep. of resistance. You know, they've got to convince people that these these uh, bars are good enough. Yep. The trials back then, yep. and but Henry at this point he's riding trials to a reasonable level locally mm -hmm. in the Manchester area where he's where he's based. Yep. Excuse me, he's falling off a bit. Yeah, and. Um, he starts to get to know the top trials riders at the time. You know, your Martin Lampkins and, uh, you know, uh, Malcolm Rathmull, okay. these kind of guys. And they, he starts convincing them to use them as well. And it's the first bit of sponsorship they're doing. Yep. And along with an, a local shop, Jim Sandiford, um, he, manages to, he manages to get Jim Sandiford to pay for an order up front oh, so they can okay. actually pay to yeah, get the bars to, 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 made yeah. and they're sure. bent and everything. And, it, and that's kind of how it starts in the greenhouse in the shed of um, Henry's yeah. parents' house. And, and uh, it's Henry Rosenthal and uh, Andrew Renshaw. Ren Yeah, Thaw. the Ren from right. Renshaw, right. the right. Thaw right. from right. Rosenthal, right. and they put the names there together. You go. yeah. That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, the joke was Rosenshaw was too long to go on a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the company yeah, yeah, joke. Yeah, exactly so. right. Um, and then that's it. And then, yeah, you, you know, you... So many products, uh, iconic products, whether it's this Starbucks or whether it's... Um, um, a, a, a quick, a, a, an adjustable perch. So many products, when you see them, you're like, why didn't they always do that? This is the best thing ever. Uh, uh, and I think aluminum handlebars over the, the steel ones that bent when you simply, it fell off the stand, they would bend. You're yeah, always yeah, like, totally, like, yeah. like, you're like, why, what are you guys doing? Why wouldn't you do this from the start? And immediately they were like, these are, these are lighter and stronger. Well, it seems so obvious now. Right, right. You know, we all have had bikes, you know, growing up. Right. Our first bikes came with steel handlebars. Yeah. We have a generation where of, our bikes, of course, bikes right. came, you know, you'd probably sometimes yeah. use those first one drop over and they'd be yeah, you know, yeah no you, everybody's so. dad had the old pipe that yeah. you know the yeah, six yeah. foot long pipe that they yeah, would yeah. straighten their bars with right like i remember i always r raced with steel handlebars on my cr80 like yeah. I, I liked the steel ones yeah it was the longest it, time it, like i said just or gripper seat covers like well, why didn't we yeah. do this before this is so obvious like and then rent all the beauty of things growing organically right, right? right you know just you know right. two guys <laughs> in, yeah. in a shed you and, know, and, just, and and they just start doing it, and then they obviously they make a name in the trials world, and then next comes the motocross. And yeah, yeah. moves to motocross. So by that point, they're starting to um, put a cross brace on the handlebar. So yep. that's when they get into scrambling. Okay. Back then, yeah, yep, yep. you need a you start needing a bar which is a cross brace. Okay. And so then that started, you know, down that's that the path, bolt on the bolt on the, cross brace. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because of course you can't. Um, 
welding aluminium is, is difficult. Yep. And welding the cross brace there is just not a very good idea. You know, you can weaken the bar by yep. welding there. Yep. So this the bolt on cross brace was right. a, you know, was, was I wonder a how benefit. many iterations they went through of that, you know what I mean, of, of the different materials for that. There was a f there was a few different iterations around how it clamped together. Yep. So originally yep. it was like clamps a, are probably the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a two bolt system. Mm. Um, top and beneath. Oh yeah. Above, yep, yeah. Yep. And um, I think to a certain extent that worked, but like riders didn't like it because you'd catch your. The, oh yeah, yeah. Your, exactly. your knee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People weren't wearing knee braces yep. back then. Right, they might right. have had a little bit of <laughs> yeah. flimsy yeah. knee pad, maybe if at best, right. and they'd catch their knee on the underside of the bar in the, in the turn. Right, so right. they were pushed, you know, that from rider feedback pushed to um, develop a one piece. It was, you know, it didn't yep. hang beneath. Um, and then so. I, th I want to thank Renthal for teaching me growing up through school like that aluminums had grades. Like I, I didn't know grades of aluminum. I just aluminum's aluminum to me, right? But you guys at some point Renthal started saying, "Hey, these are seventy seventy five in their ads." Was that it? Was it seventy? Well, am actually, I, am I yeah, ours is actually seven oh seven oh one oh now the material okay. we use, but it went but through two oh one four was the first. What, wasn't it seventy seventy five ever? Uh, no, we don't 70, use 70-75 is common. Yeah, so that's okay. you have, yeah right. We don't actually use that grade. We but use a slightly different grade, but yeah. You guys used to put the grade in the ads. And, yeah. I, and as a kid, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems, <laughs> seems, sure, like, seems good, right? But I was always like, hey, Dad, what does this mean? He'd be like, well, there's different grades. And I'm like, oh, now I know, right? Like, I, I had no idea. So how yeah. do they settle on the grade eventually? I wonder. They just Well, it's, it's moved with the development of I the material. I imagine uncle and aunt's. Uh, uh, supply went dry at some point. Eventually went dry. <laughs> uh, they eventually moved on to, uh, I think, British aluminium oh, yeah. back then. Yeah. And they started having supply from then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're always pushing to have the um, the best grade they could. Yeah. Because like for a handlebar, it's quite, um, you're asking a lot of the material. Because yeah. you want something yep. that's super strong. Yep. But when it starts to bend, when you reach, eventually reach that point when you want it to bend, you want it to bend a lot to bend a long way before yeah, it breaks. Before it breaks, so right? We call a, that the a break is a DNF. Yeah. A bend you can maybe race. So we right. call that the elongation. Okay. Right. So yep. we're looking for something with really high strength but really good elongation, and yep. that's difficult to find. Sure. Because usually when you find something super high strength, it uh, becomes more brittle. Yep. That, that elongation. Right. Right. Titanium. Yeah. 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 So. It's really a magic little window. Right. Which is why find. we don't have tie bars. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, we don't. No one's ever. Well, I think there was actually some tie bars. Somebody made them back in I'd the have day. Tried. Yeah. I know there was tie spokes on yeah. a bike one time, but those didn't, right, right. those didn't hang out very long. Um, yeah. So that's the magic formula, right? It is. For yeah. The grade, right. And as the grade has changed over years, oh, it has. that's okay. because yep. um, you know materials have developed. Right. You know, and we you, we work with material suppliers. You push them to develop something yep. different. You know, they know what you're looking for. Yep. You're always asking for something. Always asking for more. Yep. Yep. Now, you know, do you guys routinely test your grades that you get? Oh, well, all the time. Yeah. So we have um, we have a test lab yep. on site. So uh, you know, every batch of material that comes this in. Is, this, this is, is uh, this is a I've 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 been I've been able to check this out, and this is something that I I was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with. And if you're ever in the in the UK, maybe we get you to go round one for Madeley Basin or something. I will, if New Order is ever in concert in Manchester, I will I will hit okay. that up. Absolutely, you need to come by and right. check out because I was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with how extensive Renthal's laboratories are and their tests. Yeah, you know their test yep. equipment. I mean, hundreds and thousands of dollars of equipment laying around just to. Just to test, uh, you know, the I've, material before you ever start bending or I, doing anything. I, uh, I I was introduced to that at Kropovich. I went to a Kropovich for a tour, yeah. mm -hmm. and they said, "Yeah, we buy our titanium from the military, but we need to check the tie, so we melt it down and we see what the components are to make sure it's our component." And I'm like, "What? Like, yeah." So yeah. I imagine you guys do the same thing. You're just like, "This is not. We can't just trust this. We need to make sure that this is 
All yeah, of well, our, yeah. You know, we we take it seriously. You yeah. Know, handlebars are safety critical component on the yeah. motorcycle. Yep. And uh, yeah, we that every batch of material that comes in, we we you know we pull it apart yep. so we can we can right. check the check the performance of the material, check S- it in spec. So Renthal gets Neil Hudson on his YZ to win the world championship in eighty one, which yeah. I had no idea by the way. Looking <laughs> at but uh, our first world championship, first yeah. world championship. How do how does do you know our how our first that motocross world champion? We actually won the nineteen seventy five world trials championship oh, okay. with Martin Lampkin, who was right. Dougie Lampkin's father. Okay, so that was our very first world championship. Yep. First motocross championship in 1980. Was Neil Hudson. So yeah. at some point, the, the, the I imagine the factory teams, the racers, are coming to Renthal and being like, we need, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 going yeah. steady by that point. Yep. I mean, not everyone's sold on it uh, no. still. Yeah. You know, you're still trying to convince people that, yeah. you know, this, that aluminum this, was... Uh, that is, that, you know, it takes a long time. Yeah. Um, but from then to like the, you know, the, the sort of um, mid-80s when you bring like Dave Thorpe on factory yeah. Honda. Yep. And then the ball starts and then, really rolling then. Do you do you know the story about how they got into American Honda? Was I guess through the through Thorpe and Gabor's and those guys, right? Because uh, RJ starts running them in '86. Yeah, I think uh, Ricky Johnson was pretty instrumental. In oh, getting was he? The hot, yep. Yeah, because not at that point, not the whole Honda team wasn't using it. It was okay. Ricky Johnson yep. who was using them. He yep. wanted to use them. So yeah, yeah. I guarantee you if we call RJ right now, he'd tell us the whole story. Yeah, <laughs> you think for, for forty-five minutes? Really? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. And then now you guys are off and running. And now you know you're you're uh, you're winning Supercross championships and motocross championships yeah. and everything else. But but back then, um, Amer- the U.S. market still wasn't our, our biggest market. Oh, okay. So we were you know we were starting to get the racing success. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the sales w- weren't there. And um, Henry was told the time you know you'll never be successful in in the U.S. Oh really? Yeah yeah, USA. yeah. And it was a and big. Why is that? Because because of, of being British or because of the idea or because. Typically, European um, companies don't do well. It's a good point. Like you look at you look at Yoko, or you look at companies like that. Like yeah, they never really were embraced yeah. uh, in America and, so much, um, right? And I don't. I think some of that's just down to the. Um, I perhaps not understanding that they're different. Yeah. Things look yeah. so. Things look. Yeah. We live in the UK and America all the time. Things look so similar, but yeah. actually they're so, so different yeah. cultures. Yeah. And yeah. you have to understand that. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Henry understood that, and. Um, then he had a, a distributor at that point called Alan Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where were they at? Where was he at? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, was it a West Coast guy? Yeah, West yeah. Coast. Okay, yeah, yeah West Coast. Yeah. And I think that was connected to um, Nobby Shop International. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. But then it really started coming in then when uh, Jim Hale and who was who was doing AXO yeah. got involved with Renthal. So Alan Greenwood, I think he retired. Okay, and he recommended. Jim, Jim yep. to Henry, and they and Jim's think, doing AXO at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's right. They yep. got together and they hit it off. Yep. You know they got on well, and then that was then that really started taking it to the, the next level in the US. But Jim was always just a distributor, as through through. Yeah, he was the he was the importer. Okay. Yeah. So yep. um, back then he was the importer. We had our own uh, own internal right. sales team yep. as well. Well, he did under Rental America. Yep. And also he had companies like Parts Unlimited as well. Yeah, yeah. Back on, back um, as distributors. How in the hell? And maybe you don't know this, so I'm putting you on a spot here. Like, why would you call that thing the 971? <laughs> like, how did that happen? And, and, and by the way, I, I, you know, it's, it's so iconic. Renthal is so iconic that when people order bars from other companies, and Paul, you know this. Oh, yeah. People are like, hey, I need a 971. So, like, what have you got in a 971 or a 977? Yeah. Like, that should tell you. It's like saying, what's, you know, I need to get me the Big Mac at any restaurant or whatever. Like, that should tell you how iconic Renthal is, where your bend yeah, yeah. is what people ask for, and when they're ordering another brand. I, 
I wish I had a more interesting story okay, for you right. with it, but it, it's like we just had like a three-part number system for our part numbers, yeah. and, and handlebars started at 600. Okay. And we'll go, went to um, 999. Okay. And the front and the sprockets, yeah. they went up to um, 400. Well, oh, up to okay. 500, they, okay. they left. And those and part, so those part numbers have got us in, in, yeah. in difficult trying to keep up with them over the years. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so there was no, it's not like Henry and Andrew getting together and being like, hey, yeah, what number? Nothing, What's your favorite number? There's nothing magical about the 971 as such the, the number. It's the yeah. popularity, the shape yeah. made the number popular. 966, so. 971, 999. Yeah, they, yeah. they were just, they were literally taking the next number yep. out of yep. their little book. They'd, so are you telling me there's a 972 bend? There will be, yeah. Ah, yeah, they were. So random. So we, there's, okay. um, there is a, well, it's, we don't use any longer, but there was a folder. Okay. Henry did have a folder. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that he, it's that all he, dusty he had a he had his Bible that he worked okay, in. Yeah, and yeah. when um and like it might have been that the the nine seven two was for Ryder over here and the nine seven one was going to Ricky Carmichael and that okay. one became popular and, and that one just never took off. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Paul, and it's crazy yeah. it's it's funny that people remember that, right? So like the nine nine six bar, for instance, is also named Stuart, I believe. Yeah. Um but people don't that you know, riders come in, yeah. come out. But it's still the numbers that are always yeah. there. It's almost like BMW's well, car kind okay. of system of how they're naming their cars. Hold That's on. what so, everyone remembers. It so knows. correct me if I'm wrong, though. But like I thought, so you're saying, like from whatever back in the day, everybody kind of had their own bend. Like you guys would make bends for special factory riders. Yeah, but but I always thought like a 971 was like a stock Honda. Wait, that's because Honda picked it is the stock okay. Honda. Okay. But when Honda came to fit the bars as original equipment, which was in yeah. the two thousand and four model. Okay. Out in two thousand and three. Yep. They they like bought a lot of handlebars, I guess, already in Japan and they knew that's that's the bar we wanted that's to the go one. on the okay. bike. Okay, all right, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they picked that shape. That's crazy. I had out of our, out of our I had no idea yeah. that there was so poor nine seventy and poor nine <laughs> didn't cut it. Never cut it. Never nine sixty four. Yeah, nine Nine, behind, left in the dust. If you go to Manchester, (laughs) there's just number nine sixty four sitting up there. It could be the bar for you. Nobody (laughs) uses. And it it it's funny over um, over time, like how people have settled on like the shape. Yeah, it has slowed down. Um, Definitely, there was more change. Every rider wanted something different. Yeah, the shapes were more all over the map. Yeah, people were trying. Right, and it really came more formulaic of like a. Like that, the nine seven one was like uh, less sweep. Yep. You know, more more upright, higher yep. bar, and I think yep. that was just kind of. We were actually just did a little bit of an interview with McGrath because of our fiftieth year. Okay. He, he was talking to that how oh. he when he came in he wanted to be further up on the bike. Yeah. You know, yeah. in a more braced position. Yeah. And uh, I think that was kind of what started it. And okay. it kind of reached a certain point, and then yep. it kind of just settled down a little bit. So what Henry and Andrew, I, I mean in the mid 80s and, and early 90s and all that when Renthal's really taking off I, I mean I guess they're coming and they're meeting with these riders to determine what they want for a bend I would guess right at some point they're like hey let, well, I guess we'll go to the test track Jeremy what do you want to do Kudowski what do you want like that yeah, kind of that, stuff that, yeah. and, and, and the request just they, yeah. that kind of feedback to the, the factory in the UK yeah. as well yeah. so a bit of both so hey, Henry was coming at you quite a few times per year at that point coming yeah. to three or four supercrosses and right. going to the test track as you say Right. Uh, but it would be like riders saying uh Hey, can I try something that's three mil lower or three mil back? Right, and, right. And you might make it send in. They, yeah. You know, they're prerogative. They yeah. might not be racing. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, try. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't work. I'll yeah. stick with what I've got. You've you've been there yourself. Yeah, so. as, as a mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one of my riders uh, shall go nameless, but it rhymes with Schmimschreri. 
had a wrist injury, and he's and he, I mean, I must have changed bars five times, and I'm like, dude, your wrist is broken. There's no magic <laughs> yeah. band that's going to help your wrist. It's broken. Yeah, yeah. Like, so just stop it. But yeah. um, and no, it, we, we've had yeah. we've had like really um, a lot of strange requests over the years. It can be for like minute differences in the handlebar, which really yeah. is a challenge to even to make. Really. Yeah, yeah. But we always, you know, we always attempt to do, it, and we just consider like making the rider comfortable is our yeah. as our job as a sponsor. Sure. Yeah. And if it can just even if you. Even if it isn't actually making a difference, if it's helping right. the rider think, yeah, yeah, that they're no, going absolutely. better. That's, we feel that's our job. So. Um, of course, these are all seven eight bars. Uh, yeah, what yeah. we're talking this is all the general size. At some point, Pro Taper comes out with the crossbarless bar, and that's that's what size is that? The one and one yeah, eighth, inch and eighth, yeah. inch and yeah. eighth, and and that changes the game. You know, you got to get by by mounts and everything else. You guys stuck with seven eighths for a long time. You know, with a crossbar. And then it was, at, and then twin, the twin wall comes yeah, out. Yeah, we had a twin wall. Yeah. yeah. So 98, um, I think. But yeah. twin wall is different in the sense of there's two, 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 two tubes in there, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah so, so there's one tube that yep. runs all the way through. Yep. And uh, uh, another tube on the yep. outside that you can see. Whereas a pro taper is a taper, obviously, you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's, yep. it's a single, yep. uh, single wall construction. Right. Tapered right. tube. Right. So what's the, what was the thinking behind the twin wall? It was really um, Andrew's idea of just looking at it and trying to... Un- taking principles from the aircraft industry. Okay. And it was like the principle of redundancy. So his thought was, well, if something happens to anything on the outer tube, um, you know, damage, yep. mechanical damage or anything like that, then you, you can't propagate all the way through the handlebar. Yep. You've got an in, you know, a whole bar going through the center. Yep. So it was a safety thing, taking that principle of redundancy from the aircraft industry. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, and I was a mechanic when those came out, they, they changed the game also because the the pro taper without a cr- the crossbarless bar um and I don't I would guess the fat bar you guys came out with your own version fat yeah, bar I would right. guess the fat bar for Renthal is not one of the top sellers right like yeah we still we still yeah. a good amount but yeah. our, our twin well is our, yeah. our premium product we I, I still sell more of those but the fat bar sells well yeah. I almost feel like like if you want a crossbarless bar then you want a pro taper because they did it back in the early nineties do you know what I mean and and if you want a crossbar you need a Renthal. I don't know. It's just maybe, I, maybe not. Maybe that's I a think, perception. I think for sure there was there was a time when yep. that was the case. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like we've you know it's been our job to try and change that yeah, perception over the sure. years, and now we have you know we really don't push right. our riders to one or the other. Yep. So no, I remember if a, if a rider wants to use a fat bar, that we have yep. no problem with that. If they want to use a twin wall, no problem with that. Yeah, so. Factory Honda used fat bars for a couple of years outdoors. They would go outdoors. They would ride yeah. the fat bar, and then indoors would be for the twin wall. It was yeah, just a and and really some riders. Like like the experience of of a braceless yep. bar, like the fat I bar. Don't. I like a I like crossbar. And it can be like bar. the look of it, or it can be the feel of it, yeah, or, yeah. or a combination of two. What 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 what, what handlebar you run? What do you run? I choose you on a twin wall. Yeah, would be my okay. go to. Right. Yeah. yeah, I gotta yeah. have the crossbar. Yeah, like the just, crossbar yeah, yeah. right there. Uh, Paul, is this the point where you're gonna tell everybody about you and Kiefer's forever debate about handlebar strength? Oh, no, it's not the point, but we can. I mean, if you want to bring up another instance of when Keeper's wrong about something and how his crazy mind thinks that it's uh, c- correct and science Which is not. Which side is he on? He is on... He thinks. He I, thinks. I, I, you guys are arguing about this forever. But no, there's he, no yeah, argument. No, right. I've showed him lab data. Right, right. He thinks that a... Our buddy Chris Kiefer, who's on the... Yeah, he thinks yeah. that a 7 eighths cross uh, braced handlebar flexes more than a inch and eighth handlebar without a crossbar yeah and and, and he and he, and paul has been like no here's the data and he i've just, showed him lab data and, and it's false because yeah. of the cross brace yeah I, yeah i don't know if i yeah i don't know i've got some we've got this 
there are different ways of looking at it. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Oh, boy. So, Maybe we got some different Maybe data. I got different data. <laughs> we got Maybe. Different. I, haven't, I haven't got it emailed well, to me yet. But. Fake science? Fake science? <laughs> no, I don't um, know. I believe in science. There's well, no fake science. Well, well, I can tell you that I've put on, and, I, and this has been myself when I raced, I put on a crossbar bar and then put on a pro taper and noticed my suspension working better because I think it was flexing. The bar was flexing and helping it, helping coming into turns. And you almost, sometimes it could, like, the whole reason why I want a crossbar is not because of so much of the performance of the handlebars. Just I just like to look at that. Yeah, yeah. I like that's what I like to look yeah. at. No, I'm 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 with you. I like the look of it. I like yeah. the feel. Like seeing it. Yeah, I, th I think that adds a lot for right. a lot of people. The look and the shape. Uh, so. When do sprockets come out? The early uh, early nineties. Yeah, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Sprockets come out. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal because Honda switched from AFAM. They ran AFAM forever, yeah. and also they went to to Renthal. Uh, yeah, you know, so that was a big deal. Yeah, it was, and I think. Uh, there was, was even the, there was even the Honda version of the Renthal sprocket for a while. There was for a little while. Yeah, yeah. It they was made a different it, shape, yeah, yeah. a different pattern. Oh, Do you really? remember that? No. Yeah, yeah. Just, on, just for Honda, there was a different, you know, because Renthal, you always can traditionally think of the, the round yep. sprockets. Yep. The, there was a Honda, a specific Honda sprocket made by Renthal for a while. I remember this just because yeah. I had just, I was, I was at that young age. This is like early 90s when I was just getting into everything, and I was a McGrath henry fox honda yeah. fan right yep. that's i was riding hondas myself so yeah well, you, you can see them in the ads we had like we had ads from the uh you know that time the early 90s yeah. oh well so speaking the, of that that's that's jim hale there right those ads those iconic yeah, ads that's I mean, uh, that. jim hale and, and dean Josick. okay yeah yep. who's doing the axo ads as well unbelievable they, you, you they guys came have up with some brilliant yeah, yeah we have a, such a great history yep you know we yep. look back on those old ads and it just over the years it's just been such a good uh, it really has good it's, base for yep, us to build yep. on like younger people in the company have come on later yeah you to have that back catalog to build from is just being it's great, it's yeah. amazing some of the coolest photos some of the greatest ads and i mean uh we were just talking before in 93 you won every single championship yeah. uh all the 125 supercross 250 supercross 250 motocross 250 over here and then all three uh gp titles yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which, which is, is crazy to pretty me. gnarly yeah. i honestly cannot think i we've been racking ourselves here yeah. but i cannot think of a brand that can claim that they've done that that to me is the coolest stat ever yeah that i'm gonna try to remember and, and say in every sales presentation that yeah. i have for the next <laughs> couple of years but yeah but yeah uh you know jackie martins jeremy mcgrath jimmy gaddis mike kodrowski grab albertine mike larocco doug henry was a east a supercross and a motocross champion that year and then the only guy i don't know is the guy who won the fim world championship pedro tragder tragder yeah. don't yeah. know him yeah he was but, a dutch guy that's yeah. the coolest stat to me yeah to to claim um yeah just just those ads i think did a lot for you guys over oh, here yeah. like they just i mean yeah. um jim's strength and what they really set about doing was you know take a sprocket for instance back then yeah there was there wasn't really anything cool about a sprocket no. and then their thought was well how do we how do we take something that no one else is uh yep. you know interested in yep. and how do we make it cool how do we yep. make it desirable and actually, you can see they've done that over and over. They yep. did it with Axo. They contributed to doing it to Renthal. And they've done it with Mechanics, where they took a work yeah, yeah, glove yeah, no, and yeah, made it yeah. like something that right? really cares about. So that was just like, like a, oh, yeah, you know, cool, cool glove. Uh, I got a gardening glove just like that. Yeah. You know, but oh, wait a minute. No, it's way bitching. You Incredible know? It, yeah. marketers there yep. and just did a fantastic job. Yep. And that's really, you know, along with the racing and, you know, those guys working on it, that really held Renthal yeah. like in the 90s and yeah. like in the early 90s Japan was our biggest market believe it or not oh was it was the biggest yeah. market that really not America still wasn't no no in the early 90s it was Japan yeah. and in the, it, during the 90s that switched that, that came over okay yeah. And it was, you know, really those years that we really went from strength to strength. I gotta, uh, I gotta give a shout out to. Uh, I live, I'm from Winnipeg, Canada, and the 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 local shop there called Wheels West, run by a guy named Roy Borton, and he was a local 
tuner, right? He started importing Renthal around 86, and he was the Canadian distributor for Renthal way back then. And we're like, so we had him all, like everyone had him in our area. But I, so that's maybe my sense of why I couldn't believe like they didn't get that strong until then because yeah, they were everywhere because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. this distributor guy picked hmm. him up for who knows what, right? He's the official Canadian guy forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I mean, it's not that we didn't, there weren't sales there. Yeah, put your was, mic up was, a little bit. It was there. Yeah. It was, you know, you know, they, yeah. were, they were going well, but it, yeah, it you wasn't, know, just, yeah. yeah, it just, it, it, yeah. it really took off in the, in the mid 90s. Uh, I think the, the sport was booming then. Yeah. You know, there was the, the sure. probably the peak of the sport, you know, yeah. in the 90s. So. Yeah, it was, uh, and then I remember I was telling you guys before, like, you guys switched from the cloth pads to, like, the, the shiny ones. Yeah. And PVC that was, cover back then, yeah. That blew everybody's wig back then. <laughs> and I tried to get one so long. I was a privateer grease ball mechanic for yeah. Ty Birdwell, and you guys came out with that. And I'm like, I got to get that pad. And I was like, nope, they can't give them away. You can't give them away. We don't have that many. <laughs> Eventually, I got one from J-Bone. And I was yeah, just, gold, was, gold dust for a few years. Dude, guess, they, yeah. were, they were awesome. Um, and even even the even something stupid as the bar pad, your first ones were just styrofoam. You know what I mean? Like Or not a styrofoam, whatever that is, whatever that foam is. And then around that time, you guys built them up bigger, denser, like they actually provided well, some protection. You well, know? originally, I mean, they would they took a pad that was to, to go around um, pipes. Like it was heating yeah, pipe foam. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they managed to find it in like a... In a in a gauge that would fit the cross brace, right? So that's what he. It was more the gauge than than the actual quality. Yeah. So that 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 you know they were working with yeah, you yeah. know what they had available, right. and then you know as the so right the right there is a demand for a yeah. bar pad where you start thinking well we can get this custom made for ourselves now right, we've right. got to a certain volume yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, you, start, you know the materials right. start coming you can spec your own materials and you can yeah. start thinking well how do we make this better you yeah. know yeah no. that's how things grow organically so but even like like I said like like. You guys changed the game with the handlebars and, and the bends and everything else. And then you changed the game with the bar pad game, too. Because I remember being like, as I was a mechanic then, I'm like, this is so much better yeah, and the, the, than what everybody else has it, is a bar pad. I mean, it was right. neon colors. It was bright. Yeah, it was vivid. Yeah, it was you know, like, yeah. you know, changing your bar pad. Yeah. And, you know, and over the years, we've had chrome ones and yeah. all, no, all sorts. Uh, it's been a real... Uh, Dave, Dave Kaiser is still at Renthal, right? Still, he is, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I told Kaizmo this a long time ago. He probably just thought I was crazy or blew me off, but... I built these vintage bikes. I built three of them already. And, and I, so I'm all over the internet and these stupid forums and on eBay and all these vintage stuff. You guys need to bring back those cloth pads. Uh, I'm telling you, you could sell a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. You're not alone. We, right. we, this, watch your space. It might be Okay. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there's knockoff ones, but they're yeah, not yeah. the same and they're cheaply made, you know. Well, the demand for Evo bikes now yes. is just rocketed, yeah. isn't it? You know, Absolutely. You know, there's no bargains to right. be had out there I'll put one on that 89, because that, <laughs> that 89 one is not a period appropriate right there. It definitely is. <laughs> but but, but uh, um, uh, I may have gotten, I had a connection for that. I don't know, if you know. But um, yeah, bring them back, man. I'm telling you. And then yeah, I yeah. want a small chunk of sales, because I'm telling you. Because like, those things are like crack cocaine. Like Someone would be like, hey, I got two. I got two. I got a purple. I got a blue. And, and we're like, ah! Like a big, yeah. bid, big bidding, bidding war. Bidding like, war yeah, on yeah, eBay. Yeah, yeah. So well, I was just saying, we've been trying to find one for a project we've been working yeah. on. We've, we've been struggling to get one ourselves. So yeah, 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 we know that for the first um, time. Uh, when does the fire hit? I remember something about, in Cycle News about a fire. 2000. 2000. Yeah, fire so in 2000. Wipes the factory out? It completely wipes the, the Are you there yet or no? No, no I'm okay, not there. This, this is, is a few years. Yeah. I joined in 2003, okay. so it's a few years before I start. So levels the factory? or? Yeah, so what it what it was, there was a, um, an aluminium dust extractor for when they were polishing and you know, okay. working the handlebars. Yep. And when it gets hot, aluminium dust is extremely flammable. Okay. And basically, this dust extractor exploded and then acted like a giant blowtorch. Oh. That like made a superheated fire. Like it melt the beams, the the steel the, beams the, the, the and the beams. Yeah, really? RSJs, They all melted down. The whole building was just absolutely. Was this destroyed. at night or was this? 
It was at 9 a.m. in the morning. Okay. On a, like a Monday or Tuesday yeah, yeah. So morning. So some, yeah. something machine. Was everybody okay? Yeah, yeah. The whole workforce got out. Yeah, no yeah. issues. Right. And it, um, yeah, it was. It, it, I mean, it was a really t- a tough time for the, the business. Um, but luckily, they'd actually just they were just expanding and they just bought um, another um, building on the site. Okay. And that gave them a little bit of space. Um, and then, like, they managed to get into buildings on the same industrial park. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, really kind of sort of team effort. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it wasn't just like a small fire. It, it Oh, it destroyed yeah, everything. Yeah. It was a real, like, and there's a stat like how um, that level of fire, 90% of companies don't recover from. Oh, really? You know, yeah, it's yeah. like a really yeah. high, it's really, yeah. good. the odds are against you. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, Henry and Andrew were really down about it for, uh, you know, a period of weeks. Sure. And just, oh, you know, what do we do? Is this game right. over for us? And they finally they got past that and they really you know yeah. you know got the company back going again and it was it was it was tough there for a time. Wow, yeah, I can't imagine. And um, you know it was, it was twelve months of, of really struggling around and trying to keep people going yeah. and racing. We really didn't yep. have any product. It was right. like a, back at the time we had to go and buy um, bars back for Ricky Carmichael. Yeah, 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 we yeah. had to buy product back in. It turned out to be a real good advertiser. Yeah, yeah. In fact, but we were actually getting the product back and it proved that we the racers use the same product as we sell. Yeah. yeah. And that you know we really you know had to do that. Yeah. Wow. And it was it was twelve months. The whole factory had to be rebuilt. And uh, that's crazy. Looking back, I mean it was a disaster at the time. Yeah. Um, but looking back, we had a brand new factory in two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense, know, yeah. And they they built it slightly bigger. It was better. Right. Um, just, the, you know, the, the sad part is, is probably all the history that went up with it, as far as yeah. files or or original products. Or, yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Like. And people people come to our factory now and they really expect to see almost like a room like you've got a lot of memorabilia a lot of history and we don't have anything and Henry had a room with every magazine he'd ever kept like from 1969 in a a brilliant library really and it was destroyed and from that point the company hasn't really got back into that we're always looking forward I guess and we just don't have a lot of history on hand any longer yeah yeah, yeah. So there's probably people out there in garages who've got more history yeah. on rental than we have on site. Tell me you uh, still have the, some of the old R stickers, though, red and blue <laughs> R with the rental. Am, you know, I, am I dating you know myself what, You know what is there, Am Steve? I dating myself? You know what is there, uh, we, Steve? There's a championship bike in the foyer of rental. <laughs> this is a funny story. It's a PC Cowie. I remember building that bike. Oh, you when built I it? Wor- <laughs> I worked at... Pr- I remember <laughs> yeah. Mitch coming back into the shop yeah. for years saying, Renthal's asking for a bike. We got to get right, him a bike. Right. We got to get a bike. And I was one of the ones that helped yeah. put that bike together oh, wow. and it's sitting it's in the showroom. It's oh, the Dean Wilson now. Championship. Yeah. 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 It's oh. crazy. That's yeah. funny how things come. Uh, well, there's, a, like there's a Tim Ferry replica at the AMA Museum in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I get six tweets a year hey i'm at the ama thing and it's the bike i built <laughs> yeah it's a stalker that i put a pipe and graphics on the graphics are all peeling now but yeah i'm like yeah yeah there, there yeah. it is there's a bike yeah. that like, I, was so, I was probably pissed because i probably had to build pissed it, right? to build it yeah. same with you I was yeah probably, probably like god damn i got other stuff to do stupid rent all guys i want to yeah. build this this display bike finally hit the off season <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> eric and i are supposed to go out to dinner tonight. Yeah. stupid rent all guys <laughs> gotta build this bike yeah yeah um, uh, but we were grateful, Paul. Yeah. yeah. And we messed about a crystal ball to the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's cra- it really is crazy. Uh, Paul Parabinos and uh, Reese Williams for Renthal in uh, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, shout out to Race Tech. Uh, I want to give a uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, suspension that Malcolm Stewart won Montreal on last year. Ben LeMay using Race Tech. Uh, Zombie Chris Blose, Race Tech. Jerry Robin, Race Tech. Uh, Pulp 19 is a code to save with motor work or suspension work. They'll dial you in. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. And of course, Fly Racing flyracing.com official gear of Jason Thomas and myself today when I went dirt bike riding uh, thanks to Fly Racing Maxis and Alpine Stars for making it happen um, alright a few more things uh, before we wrap it up here uh, 
the um, twin ring sprocket. Yes. What? What? You're gonna put steel with aluminum? Well, I mean, we, that was cool. Yeah, it's good. We we can't claim uh, the the concept invention. Oh, you can't. Oh. You can't claim the concept oh, invention. Just, for that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll cut this well, out if you want and just claim it. <laughs> I didn't know. Really? Oh. We didn't claim the concept of that, but. The concept was out there, and we tried to put our our, our take yeah, on it. On it yeah. We just wanted to improve it. Yep. And um, you know, we really wanted something that was like slim and just f looked and appeared like the a normal sprocket. Yep. An alum one piece aluminium sprocket, yep. but it had that that, that the longevity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is obviously longevity of steel with the weight right. saving of right. aluminium. So right. they sell good. Yeah. I feel like I don't good. see that many of they them. They sell out okay. There. Yeah. I mean, need to go to more off-road races. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to a lot of GCCs. <laughs> I'll let you in on but, the secret. You know, we we have that, and you know, it 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 serves well. But there's something to be said about a, a steel front sprocket and an aluminium rear sprocket. Yeah. Because, you know, there's about three times the number of teeth on an aluminium sprocket, and also although the steel lasts longer, it has to go around three times. Yeah. So. A steel front and aluminium rear works well as a set. Yep, yep. You know, a new right. chain, a steel front and aluminium yep. rear works really well as a set. Yep. So we have a steel sprocket. If people want it and they're doing and they really feel like it, yeah. we have that product. Yeah, you have it, yeah. Great. But we, you know, yeah. we also have aluminium. We still back an aluminium sprocket as well. And I don't even know if those mud grooves do anything, but they were cool too on the they, rear sprockets. They they do. You okay. won't notice that riding California, perhaps, or you know, or Las Vegas. Or Western yeah, yeah. Raceway today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, I um, shredded today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard some guy with a Joker mask was giving you. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He um, was. <laughs> but if you're at the destinations in Assen, yeah, you know, that's gonna yeah, yeah. that's gonna help you out. So. Oh, I was there. <laughs> um, and then, I, look, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to keep blowing Renthal here because you know, obviously, I love the guys at Pro Taper and Vortex guys are on board and everything else. But like, you come out with grips. And you just fucking nail it the first time with grips. Like, I remember when you guys came out with grips. It's like, yeah. okay, the menthol is making grips. Look at these things. They're awesome. They're, they're tacky. They last long. They don't fall apart. Like, yeah. they got different shades of gray for the, you know, different uh, textures. But, like, you guys did a great job with your grips right out of the box. Well, it was, it was a whole new concept for grips, really, at the yeah. time. Um, at the time, everyone was bothered about the color of grips. What year was that? 91. I'm trying to think back to 91. What did we do for, before, grip, before Renthal grips? Oakley? No, they were, they were <laughs> done by then. Um, Scott? Yeah, they, they, Scott was Scott. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I ran Scott Slims forever. But, uh, but yeah. But the, but the main focus at the time was color. Um, what color grip are you going to yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was what everyone was raving about. Um, and we, we were all about the compound of the grip. Yep. So it was about having a soft, medium, firm. It was about having diamond 50 50 and full yeah. waffle yeah and you could choose your grip it was grip the technology yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're all about the technology and we yeah. had them in shades of gray so yeah. it, was, it was anti color yeah you know we we're all about being you know different yeah no and it, it was being perfect. technical they and that great. was a whole angle and that still continues now we know we've yeah. had a you know a grip with kevlar in it you yeah know, to increase yeah. wear we've got a brilliant ultra tacky grip which yeah. i don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's like it literally is super tacky. what color is that it's black it's, oh, okay. it's literally your glove sticks to it. Oh, really? Yeah. I might need that. I have to get you. Um, uh, no, but again, you do such a great job is that I can't tell you how many riders using other using Pro Taper or using another brand would have Renthal grips on their bike. Yeah. Like that That's was you, you just that happened all the time as a mechanic. You're like, yeah, we're sponsored by Pro Taper, but I love these grips. And, you know, you don't really see the grips when the riders. So like well, that goes to show you what a great job, you know, well, the company the, did with grips. The, the beauty of it was we had a grip for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So rather than just like you know having the inventory out there in right. colors, we had it in soft, medium, firm, yeah. different patterns. You know, we have a tapered grip. We had everything. You know, 50-50 soft. Number one seller yeah. had to be. 
it it's still good to this day. Yeah. So even though we brought those new materials on, like a, a Kevlar is probably our best seller. Oh, it is. Is our best seller oh, today. Okay. Yeah. But a, a because of, of the how long it lasts yeah. type deal. Yeah. But a G eighty six is still up there. The soft fifty fifty six. Are still up there? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still up there as our, one of our best sellers. Yeah. Is there a G eighty five? Of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well. Um, uh, yeah. It, it is, I had one rider too. To, I forget who it was. Might have been Kelly Smith. They were just like, hey, I need that first waffle trimmed off. I'm just like, come on, dude. Ridiculous. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I need that first. Leave the other waffles, but just that first one. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, you're dealing day to day with the nuances of factory yeah, riders yeah, there. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know that firsthand. And, yeah. you know, you put when you're a mechanic, too, you put grips on with contact cleaner because you're in a rush and you're in a hurry. Renthal grip never exploded at the end, never came out. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, okay, cool. I can put it on. Just, well, yeah. Well, we beat ourselves up, and you know, on, um, on launching new products. We're definitely not the fastest company at launching new product. We don't have wow. new stuff out every year. And some of that is because when we're developing grips, so yep. like it looks like we got it right first time, but that was years in development. Yep. That probably was like yep. five years of yep. getting that right. And we have a test of like turning the grips inside out and, and spraying solvent and, yeah, and glue yeah. and everything on to, to check for that. Yep, yep. And it's really that development, that long scale development program right. that we get buried in and it takes us ages. It's annoying being on the sales side because like, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, for we sure. We want that new product, but uh, uh, we know we have to get it right. And then, of course, Paul, this is probably before you were there, but Pro Taper comes out with grips. And they make them the neutral colors, like Renthal did. Like that, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. They don't make them blue and red. Renthal kind of set the. It, it's yeah, like it, tra- right. it transformed people's thinking that right. when you see that light gray, that means soft. That, when you see that dark yes. dark gray, that means firm. Well, uh, right, and and how, how and how you know when you're a company and you can determine your competitors, mm-hmm. but which which you guys have, you know, like I said with the nine seven one, where people like that's pretty cool. Well, a big part of Renthal's history is about like either being told. You can't do that. Like, yeah. You can't make an aluminium handlebar. No one wants yeah. that. You, you know, colored grips. Everyone's colored grips. No, yeah. You know, when we launched the, the Kevlar grip, the color of it, never said you'll never sell that grip. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we've always found that if you make the product that the riders want, and it's a technically good product, yeah. that that kind of makes its own fashion. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've always focused about going after, like, a technological advancement right. rather than the fashion, a right, short-term right, fashion. Right. So. And it's 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 worked, yeah. and it's always meant we're kind of in a different um, a different lane yeah. for the people. I I always ask this question of people who come in who work with or started uh, companies. We've talked all about Renthal successes. What didn't work for Renthal? A cla- uh, the clamp. You guys used to have a clamp. I think you had an upper clamp for a we while. We had a triple clamp. Yeah. Um, yeah. That although the product kind of worked. Uh huh. What didn't work for us was we couldn't get them out fast enough. Okay. So like everyone wanted a triple clamp. Do you remember in that, Paul? The, in the no. first, oh, yeah. the first six months when the new bikes came out, yeah. and we would launch them in like month ten. Yeah, 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 And then get left with loads of them left. So right, that that right. really didn't work. Yeah. Um, uh, we've recently um, we've recently Pro- just discontinued our, our lever line. Um, so that was a product, oh, that yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the flexible yeah, even yeah, that was yeah. a product which had a lot of benefits yeah. um, and suited a lot of people, but we could never get it to a product where we were yeah. 100% happy with it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we could never get it to the point where and we pride ourselves on a product where a pro rider can use it yeah. and a guy, a weekend warrior can use it. Yeah. Yeah. And there were just too many compromises in that product for us. We couldn't sure. get it. We couldn't make one product yeah. fit all. And I forgot about that. Yeah. And yeah. that didn't really suit us. Yep. So I guess that's been our challenge over the years. Yep. It's like 
we really we really um, thrive when we can make a product for a race team and then that suits the right. the, the guy and the warrior and it works for both yeah yeah and, and like you said like with the buying of the bars for car, like this is the stuff that goes around on McGrath's bike or, or yeah or, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or, and we, we, we don't make a price point Ken Roxon's bike you know? is now you know you have the same handlebar that like Ken Roxon yeah exactly whatever, right? we, we don't make a price point product we you know we develop yep. the best 7 8 handle the best fat bar the best twin we make that yep. and that's the product you you buy and that's been our been right. our strategy right. and i guess there uh, some of those examples of products which yep. haven't worked have been cases right. like that yeah well paul your starting device that you came up with is a little uh, sort of held on to that thing a little it's not on my plate <laughs> anymore i don't know <laughs> no, it's a great idea Talk to Randy. You, you about had that a one. big part of that thing, and <laughs> yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah, you, no, could brought, was... you could have brought it to Renthal. <laughs> uh, didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well. Right. Yeah. If only was... we had a time machine. Yeah. Well, yeah I hope yeah. that's the last good idea he has. It <laughs> is. No. It is. Trust me. It is. He's, he's got nothing else. That was it. That was. He's been telling me about that for a decade. It was no. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what what he's saying. Though one thing I've already I've, again I've only been on the job for yeah. what, maybe three weeks now. We did have at Pro Taper. We had a. Uh, a range of bars that were custom made for our race teams, and mm -hmm. they were essentially all Renthal replica bends. Yeah. Where yeah. now I'm at Renthal and I'm g getting inside of the company more. Th there isn't any of that. Yeah. There is no custom bends really. Right. Like it's all uh, the same thing that's on Cooper's bike. Somebody could buy at yeah. Chaparral tomorrow. Uh, and the, the old seven eights thing still still trugging along. It is. Yeah. yeah still selling. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, gradually the OEs are moving to um, yeah oversized, like oversized yeah. bars as, yep. as stock. So. I mean that the, the future's changing right. and there, but you know if you look at the mini mini bikes, yeah. they're all seven oh, eight, and you know there's a lot of this, for us the street. You know you've got you know trail bikes, you yeah. know weekend yep. It's still a huge volume going through in seven eight. Sure, you and know. cycling. Renthal got into cycling in 2010. Yeah. That's, that's a huge part of Renthal's business these days. Yeah, I, I have a bike with Renthal bars and a stem on it. Cosmo yeah. made me pay for it, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Cosmo made me pay for it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, how's that cycling going? Is it, is it going? It's, is it working? It's going, it's yep. going great. Yep. It's, a, it's a growing part of our business. Yep. Um, we've been doing that for eight years now, and we've really just been growing organically with that. Yep. And uh, you, you, you sponsor some good guys, though, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, went, I, I was we on the were, website not that long ago. And you, you, yeah, you, we sponsor yeah. Aaron Gwynn. He rides oh, in yeah. tents. Yep. And this year, and he's that's been, my guy. Yeah, 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 intense. And he's, uh, um, yeah, your top top US rider. Right. Um, yeah, we we got we got lucky. Really, the first year we started in um, bicycles, we uh, we we started working with the um, specialized team. Okay. And they had Sam Hill, and he won the world championship in the first year. So yeah. the very first year of racing, <laughs> yeah. we had our first world championship. They got sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, yeah we that got this. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so got that, this. That that was good. And uh, yeah. You know, it was really interesting. We got into that that market, and we found particularly the the downhill guys and the the pros and the, the t people running the teams and the mechanics. Yep. They were all moto guys. Yeah, yeah. And they were really pumped on our brand. They all yeah. knew it. They all had the, used the product for sure. And that was a great in for us. Yeah. Great in for teams, and we still see that still that today. Um, and what what it's what we've done is we've learned being in that market. It's revigorated us for you know product development. Yeah, yeah. And you know we've got products, you know, in the pipeline that's going to be coming out, you know, shortly. And it's, you know, some of that product is on the back of what we've learned and you know yeah. um, philosophies right. we've been from cycling. Because right. you know when you're pedaling something up a hill, you want it as light as possible. Yeah. And that was always our oh, mentality. No, I just use an e-bike. Use an e-bike. <laughs> it's fine. It actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. True. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, got, I got it. And that that drives that industry and. Right. Um, and that industry is uh, very fast-paced, and it's you know really given us you know yeah. f you know fresh motivation as well to bring out new product for motorcycling. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, interesting. And, um, and Yeah, I mean, can you? what's the next product you're bringing out? Nobody listens to this. You go and tell us. You give us a sneak You'll preview. just have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Uh, I thought of another cool thing you guys did too. Like in the early 90s, mid 90s, you, you added the color to the end of the bars, like the purple and blue and everything else. That blew people's minds. Yeah, Paul, yeah. you weren't around. You were too young. I remember but, that. When but that they was just like, anodized the dip. The, yeah, dip you're the just like, the bar. oh, look at Kurnowski's handlebar. It's purple. Yeah. 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 The, the guy doing the anodizing was not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. That messed his job up. Yeah, for, yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of faded, right? So it probably wasn't super easy to do or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, that, that, you guys run it through a bath on a... On that, a that's a handlebar gets conveyor. dipped vertically into, into yep. a tank. Okay. So keeping that tank level, keeping yep. that rigged up so yep. it's like you get that smooth, consistent line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was difficult. <laughs> I know. remember that. Again, that was, uh, that, that was a big deal. That was like a that was like a marketing guy like myself. Right. It was my idea, but coming <laughs> up with an idea for the engineering and production guys to figure out. They yeah. love they love yeah, those yeah, sort yeah, of they ideas. Hate the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they hate guys like <laughs> yeah, you yeah, for yeah. sure. No, absolutely. Like I said, an iconic company. So Henry's still working, still there? Yeah, he still, still. comes in like yep. uh, I'd say three, four days a week. Yep. He has a desk, sits right next to me and yeah, uh, yeah. gives me grief every day. Back, yeah, yeah, so we have a lot of God. banter going on. He's so. probably an interesting guy. Well, oh, yeah, if you yeah. ever get a chance, then maybe we'll do a podcast He's with funny. him too. Yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah. be great to do. Somebody that, yeah, just in, in uh, you know, who knew that where, where his company would, would, would go, right? Yeah, and he started. He is a fascinating guy. Yeah. He's, he looks on, um, looks on most problems and things differently, yeah, which I think is a bit of a trait of a lot of, you know, yeah. uh, founders of businesses in our industries and probably most yeah. industries. Yeah, he's got a lot of great stories. And yeah, uh, yeah. And Andrew Renshaw like, passed away, unfortunately. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was very sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the in the new structure of the company, Andrew's widow mm-hmm. is actually one of the um, the shareholders. Oh, cool. So yeah. that's great that their great. family yeah. and uh, their legacy is still involved yeah. in, in the brand. Yeah. Uh, and they were instrumental in that. So right, that's, yeah, right. still, that's continued yep. and that's a great part of it. So, so Paul, for you, like you did a, uh, I don't want to, it sounds like I'm just blowing you, but, but you did a great <laughs> job with Pro Taper. Really helped, did a lot of great things with them. You know, you secured JGR, you secured Geico Honda. Were they there before you? I don't. Geico was there before. Geico was, okay. I did Husky. I did the global Rockst- Husky yeah, deal. Global Rockstar Husky deal. Yeah, lots of products and. Right. Um, you're but now in a sense like like you're not screwing up the Honda deal, you're not screwing up the Cowie deal. <laughs> no. <laughs> so like you're 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 a little. It's a little different in the fact of you're trying to chip away at Renthal at Pro Taper, and now you're like, hey, we're 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 securing our. You know, we, we yeah. already are rental. Like we're we're used everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. got we got the teams. We don't. I don't want to ever try to change any yeah. of that. You know, what these guys hired me for is to really recharge the brand in the yeah. U.S. Um, you know, bring hey, Henry, my, Henry, I got an idea. We're gonna move away from factory Honda <laughs> and gas gas as bringing in a team. Right. So uh, is that cool? Like you're not yeah. gonna do that. Yeah, and I think. Right. Yeah, I had I had lunch with these guys and Henry, and 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 luckily, yeah, he didn't put me on the spot <laughs> like that. But um, I got a great idea. But yeah, I really, I just want to try to bring my. Yeah my kind of i guess more youthful energy um and my experience uh my relationships and 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 try to kind of maybe switch up our marketing a little bit going into the future help yep. with product development just become yep. more exciting i mean again rental's coming out of being owned under in this big corporate umbrella for a long time yep. so we're going to slowly chip away at it and i think it's going to take you know it's going to take 12 24 months for any of the any of what i'm doing to kind of be seen yeah. i've learned that now yeah. working inside of brands it takes time but um but i love just how how passionate and enthusi- and enthusiast the company is yeah. um you manufacture all your own stuff so really you control your own destiny and yeah. you're not so um so yeah i'm just going to try to continue doing what rental's been doing and just try to add some more fire to it really how many times you got to go to, you're going to send them to england how many times you have to go there 
So you have to come at least at least once a year, I think. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm hoping more, like once a quarter. More. I mean, right. I, yeah. I love I London. Yeah, we're still we're still figuring this out, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. that's yeah. the problem. The, yeah, yeah. the thing is, though, I'm just I'm not real good at drinking, and these guys are. So oh, when yeah. I did go it's visit a, them, yeah, I can't hang. No, it's, like, it's they in are, their blood. They're, God, they're, yeah, it's 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 generations. Yeah, I, I mean, want to go to a Manchester football game. Is what I really want. Oh, yeah, that I think is would be an experience. Man, Manchester Oasis is from there. New Order's from there. The Smiths, maybe is Morrissey. Yeah, I think he's like that's an iconic. Uh, musician. Manchester's a really strong uh, yeah. like music history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. From like Joy Division on, Joy right. Division becoming New Order. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It, it's it's, uh, uh, need, that, it's you, a. You need to plan on coming to Mallard, Matterly. You didn't go to Atlanta Supercross last year. It's on. It's actually March first this year. Yeah, the, yeah that, the, that's that's going to be a shit opener. show. That is going to be a it's shit. It's going to be a mud race. It's going to be a come on out. Race. Take a tour of the facility. I did Matterly as a mud race. It was called the Designations a couple years ago. Yeah, come on yeah. out. I'd like to go when it was dry for sure. Yeah. Um, and of course, don't forget Manchester Honda with Bradshaw. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Manchester, I- iconic yeah. Manchester. Iconic <laughs> yeah. Manchester uh, helping Bradshaw out that one year. Um, cool, man. Well, anything else? Do we do we touch? Do we need to touch on anything else? I think so. Yeah, um, I think we covered it. Thanks. Thanks for having us in. Yeah. Uh, good luck with the good luck with the brand, Paul. Appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna try to do my yeah, job the best I, think, I can. I think you'll do a good job, Reese. Thanks for coming in, man. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for letting me in the studio. I've, uh, yeah. I've heard it. On, yeah. On, yeah. Thanks so much. So. Um, we should have brought like an old set of rentals for the studio, like some sort of iconic seven eights Ben with the cro- with the with the cloth pad. Pad, it would have been that, great. That's my promise to you. I'll get yeah. you some rental yeah. history. In yeah, there. yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate you guys coming in. And I was telling you before we hit record, I find the origins of companies, the stories of these companies, just uh, so interesting to me. I just I love hearing this stuff and 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 pivotal points of companies when they could have went left or right yeah. and what happened and products that worked and products that didn't work you yeah. know like, and I, I, I'm the same I enjoy yeah. listening to those, those podcasts you've got the founder podcast and who knows maybe we can get Henry out one time to yeah. Come and do, yeah, that, do one for you that would be, be amazing yeah. for sure so I really really appreciate the time uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis uh, it's Reese Williams and Paul Perbinos from Renthal thanks for listening everybody appreciate it Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry.
it was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the 